Wherever we go in life, we go head first. I've been blessed to get this far by standing on the teachings and advice given to me by many kind people. And now it's my turn. Welcome to All the Wiser with William Boyd. Everybody, everybody, do I have any geniuses in the room? Do I have any extraordinary individuals listening? This is for you. And if you heard the mention of genius and immediately felt excluded, excluded, don't worry. I want you to keep listening. I have something special for you. My name is William Boyd. I am so appreciative of you tuning in to All the Wiser. This is always a pleasure and an opportunity for me to do what I believe I've been assigned and called to do in this season of life, which is to provide information to enrich your soul, educate your mind so that you all can grow wiser. Now, today I had to dive into this topic because during the holiday season slash my COVID quarantine, which uh, pretty much coincided right around the same time. Uh, I had an opportunity to catch up on a couple of catch up on a couple of movies. I had the opportunity to, to watch King Richard, and if you have not watched this movie, the film is starring Will Smith and an incredibly talented ensemble of cast members. And the movie tells the story of how Venus and Serena Williams's family, uh, particularly their father played an integral role in the development of their skills and abilities and how they became these uh, wonderkins, how they became these prodigies in the field of tennis. So when I'm watching the movie, I'm utterly astounded by the ways that their father, uh, Richard Williams, portrayed by Will Smith, coached them. I see how his tactics, techniques, are, are used to groom them to embrace discipline and practice so meticulously until proper technique becomes habitual for them. As we know, the names Venus and Serena Williams are heralded throughout the world. They are remarkable tennis players and they've etched their name in the history books and have gone on to uh, become two incredibly accomplished, groundbreaking athletes. So listen, while their God-given gifts help them tremendously, we can't attribute their excellence and their output solely to their innate talent. When you watch the movie, you see they're practicing in the rain. They're sacrificing social time with friends that many other teenagers would probably partake in to instead focus on improving their abilities, their technique, and obviously grooming a mindset of excellence. I'm mentioning this film because some of us have a tendency to see other people in their excellence and see that as a reason to avoid starting on our journey toward becoming all that we can be. Some of us, and myself included, are guilty of letting other people's excellence intimidate us. So I want to encourage you. Do not deter yourself from pursuing an audacious goal because you think you're inadequate compared to someone else excelling in the same field. I want to encourage you and challenge you to not take a comparative look at someone else and determine whether or not you're worthy of starting 
on the pursuit of accomplishing your own audacious goals. You see, people exclude themselves from taking needed risks because they've internalized that certain levels of achievement are exclusive to geniuses, that some people are simply born with certain abilities, born with certain tendencies that enable them to be who they are. And I just don't have it. So it's not worth trying. You know, I was actually reading a book written by Cal Newport. Uh, The name of the book was So Good They Can't Ignore You. Now, the premise is actually quite provocative. The thesis or the claim dispels the notion that people should follow their passion into fulfilling work opportunities. You, you know, many of us have heard before, especially maybe as a youth, when we're trying to figure out what we want to do with our life, we've had people give us the advice and say, follow your passion, follow your dreams, follow your passion. Well, Cal is saying that is incorrect. And that will only lead to disappointment and ruin. He instead argues that the way to fulfilling impactful work is to develop rare and valuable skills that can be leveraged to later create and participate in projects that align with your mission in life. It's actually a really fascinating premise. Uh, You know, it's an enjoyable read. I do believe that passion, gifting, and assignments play a major role into what we should do and our approach to the decisions we make, the people we align with and the work that we do. I do believe all of that. But, you know, it really got me thinking about how much credit we attribute to people's innate abilities rather than the work, the time, the tenacity and the effort they've invested in order to become the people that we celebrate and herald. Let me ask you, what if that which we call genius is actually a byproduct of commitment to perseverance, dogged persistence, personal accountability and focus? What if the mindset that these so-called geniuses have proves more catalytic than their mental and physical prowess? Have you guys thought about that? You know, I was looking up the definition of genius And several of the definitions use the term remarkable. The definitions exclaim that a genius possesses remarkable talent or intelligence. You know, I would argue that in order to identify that which we call a genius, you know, they have to have some sort of output. They have to have a deliverable to help us identify them as a genius in the first place. Right. So, you know. We think about the people who have excelled in their fields, whether they're the Stephen Hawking's or some people would say Elon Musk's or, you know, whoever you want to name. They've done something. They've leveraged not only their abilities, but their studies, their work experiences, their relationships, their mistakes and successes. They've leveraged all of those to produce something that is so significant and remarkable. We call them genius. Well, I mention these things because there is a form of genius within all of us that must be unlocked by stretching the boundaries of our current abilities. What I'm saying is you and I perhaps have more autonomy to unlock and operate within a level of genius than we have previously given ourselves credit for. You don't have to subjugate yourself solely to 
suboptimal or ordinary or average because you think you aren't born with or equipped with what those geniuses have. What I am claiming is that you don't have to window shop remarkable from a distance. You can walk in and buy it. You can have it for yourself. So here's what I want to challenge us to do. And those of you who listen and know that when I am presenting a challenge, I'm not just challenging you, the listener. I'm in the number. I'm challenging us together. I want us to walk along this journey side by side. So I want to challenge you. Choose an area of your life you desire to improve. For some of you, this may be uh, you know, education. Many, some of you may recognize that, you know what? I want to be a better student in order to enhance my career opportunities. Some of you may want to learn how to better manage your money, better manage your finances so that the money that you're earning from your regular income, you can multiply that. You can learn how to put that places where it can begin to compound and grow passively. And why does this matter? Because building a genius in financial literacy will help you establish generational wealth for your children and children's children so that they are starting off at a better place than you did. What area of your life do you want to improve? What is the current condition of that area? What word would you use to describe it right now in your ability to operate and navigate within it? Is it abysmal? Satisfactory? Above average, maybe? How much improvement do you think you need to make to reach a a level or a standard that would be exceptional? What improvements do you need to make? What kind of improvement would be beneficial but appears impossible? This is where I think will be challenging for us to assess not only what I should do, but what do I think I could do? What is my perception of my personal capability and capacity at this time? It's important to evaluate that because once you get a clear picture in your mind of the gap between what you should do and what you could do, I want what appears or feels impossible to become the new goal. I want you to make impossible the new goal. And why? Because impossible is not permanent. What you perceive to be possible in this stage, in this season of life can change, can increase your ability or your capabilities can increase in threshold as you push yourself. Your ability to accomplish that goal, which you deem impossible right now, does not rest solely on your current level of education, knowledge or abilities. It will largely be influenced by your willingness to invest more time in yourself and in body perseverance, dogged persistence, personal accountability and focus. What is your goal? What is that impossible goal you want to reach? You may not dream of being, you know, tennis royalty as Venus and Serena Williams did. And if you watch the movie, Richard Williams envisioned and dreamt for his children, that may not be your goal. So. What I implore you to do is to personalize this challenge to reach for impossible. Figure out what you think you can do, where you think you want to be, and look at the gap in between those things and say, okay, I don't think I have the tools to accomplish that right now, 
but I'm going to push forward and reach forward because I am not my fully formed self and who I am is not the complete project. There is more I can do, more I can learn, more I can develop, more skills I can acquire and more capacity I can develop within myself. So I just wanted to share that with you guys today because those things we just talked about are necessary in order to deliver genius output. It's not solely based upon what you're born with or what you're bred with. It's what you're willing to birth within yourself, within new seasons and new stages of life. So my fellow geniuses, I hope this has been helpful for you. Go back and listen again, maybe circle back um, because I definitely want to encourage you guys to begin making a commitment toward perseverance, dogged persistence, personal accountability, and increased focus. Be blessed. I hope this helps cultivate some genius within you. And I look forward to talking to you all next week. Take care. Is this content planting seeds of wisdom in your life? Is this challenging you to examine the lens through which you view the world? Well, come on, y'all. If it's good to you, be good to someone else and share this content. This is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms online. So we encourage you all to spread the word, sow the seeds far and wide. We at All The Wiser want to be as helpful as possible to many, many other hungry folks much like yourself. Spread the word. We appreciate you. Much love.